Good morning and welcome to Practice Laps, our daily discipleship podcast. I'm Chad Ballard, the lead pastor at Mount Vernon Baptist Church in West Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about uh, what I want to call the crime of the mind, Uh, making sure that our attitude, our thoughts uh, are what they ought to be. And we're going to be looking at the uh, Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. You know, I love the story of a factory manager who was having a a difficulty getting everyone back after the lunch break on time. Uh, The whistle would blow and very few people would be back at their machines and it was costing his company a fortune. So he put a box in the break room and asked for suggestions and offered a cash prize uh, for to answer this question. What should we do to ensure that every man is back at his machine when the whistle blows? Um, it didn't win the, the money, but probably the best answer was let the last man in the door blow the whistle. You know, a lot of times I think that's exactly what we're doing when we try to take the Word of God and mold it to our lives to fit the way we want to live as opposed to taking the Word of God at face value and then molding our life to fit what God's Word actually says. Uh, You know, some people think that the mercy of Jesus was intended to take away the bite of the law, so to speak, as though it was somehow adherence to the law of God, to the word of God, isn't really important any longer because of the grace that we have. But I want us to take a look at a key passage in Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 through 20. Jesus speaking here, he says, Do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until it is all accomplished. Whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, how in the world could our righteousness surpass that of the scribes and Pharisees? Man, these guys are all about the law, right? Uh, they, they even added to the law. They even went in and added things that they extrapolated from the law and came up uh, with with the Mishnah, their, their code that, that covered like 615 different laws. So how in the world could we surpass that when we live in an age of grace? Well, the answer is really simple. Their laws and their extrapolations based on the law were all based on their outward actions. They didn't care if you loved God or not, so long as you brought the right kind of sheep to be offered and, and you and tied to the church. They didn't care if you hated your fellow man. As a matter of fact, most of them did, so long as you didn't kill him. But along comes the Son of God, and, and he shows us something incredible. And maybe more than in any other passage, these three verses teach us about the relational nature of God. You see in these verses, the, the end-all, be-all of the Christian faith, it is about a relationship, about a friendship with Jesus. And, and so in this passage, you have six statements that Jesus makes where he says, you have heard it said, but I say. 
And I think these are very important to our relationship with Jesus and each other. So this week, we're going to be looking at these, and we're going to see that the inward expectation that Jesus has for Christians is far greater than simply not killing someone. Merely keeping the rules is not what God desires for us. He has higher expectations of those who claim to be his followers. Jesus really cares about our heart. And this week, we're going to be looking at that very thing. But I hope this practice lap will help you to run the race well.